and welcome to the warp report we are back again sorry for the uh random hiatuses that i've been having we've been having some scheduling issues and other things going on right now but we are not dead i promise you in fact we have returned from the black library and we are here i'm here with rock and rachel to give rock a crash course in what is the best warhammer literature how are we doing today <laughs> I wouldn't say I have the collection of like the best Warhammer literature, but I have a large collection of extremely niche literature specific to my interests. So, I mean, I think it's good, of course, but. Well, nothing yeah, we'll much see. for we'll me. See. Nothing much. Nothing much. Although I recently did get called. Uh, I remember. What were, I forget what we were talking about, but I remember Zuhun called in the chat. He's like, "Hey, where's our lore, where's our resident lore master Nick? What's going on with this?" <laughs> I'm like, "Yes, hello." I'm definitely more the. Uh, although within 30 seconds of that happening, I texted Rachel. I'm like, "Ha! <laughs> <laughs> I'm the lore nerd." Oh, you were so. the lore were. nerd. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Okay, I want to touch on something real quick from this weekend, just to set the record straight for everyone. Oh my god, Rachel, we had to no, talk about we're this. Not, oh we're god. not going over this Ra again, Rachel. <laughs> we talked about this. We have ranked. Jesus. We have adjusted our Primark rankings. Fulgrim is just below Magnus. What? Who is the top? Who is the top of A tier? And honestly, honestly, what was this? Honestly, if we're being honest, Magnus should beat any Primark. Except, Except maybe, maybe Juice Taurus. Yeah. yeah. Let's be real. Uh, we are chatting, but the thing is, it's because uh, the only thing faster than uh, the only thing faster than Fulgrim is basically Wanting Magnus casting like a spell. It's the only thing Hello. faster. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I have some. This uh, I have some lore backup for this one. Uh, in Saturnine, Magnus uses his power to heal Mortarian slightly so that he's not constantly in pain. So if Magnus can do that, just just a little bit, it's very casual too. Like he doesn't even ex like exert any effort or think about it. And he heals Mortarian enough that Mortarian can like stand up straight and he's not hunched over in pain. And he's like, how'd you do that? And he's like, well, you're my brother. I don't want to see you in pain all the time. So he literally just kind of casually heals Mortarian of Nurgle's affliction, just enough for him to not be in pain. So if now, Magnus can do case, that, I'm just saying. Now, in the case of God Blight, um, I know it's more powerful. A couple of things to my case. A, does Mortarian get the God Blight off with how fast Fulgrim is? B, um, you know... The God Blight took time to wear down uh, Gilliman. That's not even a demon Primarch. Wait a minute. Full disclosure. Who has read God Blight? I have. I have not. Go ahead, Nick. Okay. That's all. That's all I'm going for right there. I'm not going to mention anymore. But then C, um, are you really trying to give? Are you really assuming that there's a disease out there that Fulgrim has not contracted <laughs> in some CDs? way, shape, I'm or form so before? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he you're, comes you're in very close like contact God with everyone. He's got everything. This is hilarious, bro. Like, 
that, yeah, my, my oh. reasoning was Mortarian's too slow. And on a Psyker level, he's competing with another Demon Primarch and a Keeper of Secrets at the same time. And Mortarian's not a particularly gifted Psyker, so it would be probably be I, too much to deal with both of them. He could be if he didn't not hate like Psykers. A chump. It's not like a chump psyker any or a chump keeper of secrets too either. It's it's the layer blade. Like this thing was enough to overpower Primarchs. That's not a chump. Of it's a, not the uh, same thing with Morty's side if we're talking so, about it. That's the same thing. Morty's side isn't well, a, Morty's side side isn't possessed what? by a demon that possessed him. Yeah, yes, it's not a demon. I weapon. literally read it's in not a, a demon weapon. Wait, wait, Rock, what? Rock, just because it says demon weapon doesn't mean it is literally okay, a demon. I... It, it is not. Uh, the silence is not possessed. Silence is just a really cool scythe. <laughs> like, the layer blade is an actual demon. I have the codex yeah. right here. But, like, Fulgrim moves at the, like, right the speed here. of light. Silence. Mortan wields a towering scythe named Silence, whose warped haft is long as the wielder's tall. Uh, blah 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 blah. It does say there's a. Okay. Wait, hold on. Uh huh. Just give me a moment. Yeah, go ahead, Rock. <laughs> Enlighten us. <laughs> Just give me a moment. Just give me a moment. I know it like a demon's <laughs> in there or something like that or something. Uh... Insert the uh, Luke meme. Wow. Oh, your place trash. <laughs> oh, here. I'll play demon. Okay, I'll play demon dwells. I feel like... Uh, dwells within the sensor that uh, that tops its haft or something? Which means the within top the part... Within the sensor, not, 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 the, not, not the actual the scythe. scythe. It's not the same thing. Also, buddy, okay. buddy, buddy. I hate to break this to you. I hate uh -huh. to... No, but I hate to break this to you. Nurgling's a plague demon. A nerd, yeah. Yeah, that could wow. be possessed by a Nurgling for all we know. There could just be a Nurgling in there having a, a wild <laughs> okay, time but like, on this honestly, roller coaster ride as Mortarian swings silence around. From the, like, the debate that we had at the bar. It's probably a plague the, bear. The debate honestly. that we had at the bar. Probably a plague bear. The goblin is so strong to the point that like it's it, it's enough to re give redemption to Kugath, who fell into the, the bong or the pot or whatever and drank all the thing. Right. The it can kill a Primarch, but it's not instant death. Which is not... That's the issue. It's not instant death. It takes time so, to So, uh, Fulgrim would probably get... I mean, let's remember also, Fulgrim took a virus bomb to the face... And it wounded his pride. Yeah, also... This man is an absolute unit and a, a literal glutton for punishment. Also, let's... Uh, he let's, would probably uh, love it. Let's provide a little bit of context behind uh, the, the discussion we just had. Uh, we spent, uh, what, three, three hours, three hours or hours? so in a bar last weekend uh, celebrating one of our uh, 40 Korea members' birthdays, John. Uh, happy birthday. Uh... And we spent like three hours ranking Primarchs on a tier list uh, from S. Horus was number one. Horus, Horus was number one. And, and we're, we had it like on a, a power scale of like at the height of their power. Right. Who could beat who in a duel. Um, Horus was number one, as he should be. Um, and then Sanguinius and the Lion were the top of S tier with, along with Horus. Now, 
My pride let them well, stay it's there. They were the, and that was fine they were the with unbeatable me. duelists. Yeah, my they pride let them stay duelists. there. But honestly, Magnus might even go in front of those two. The reason I'm not putting Magnus in S is because his warlord trait is literally arrogance of the eons. Okay, so you really th- <laughs> you you're gonna make an argument for Magnus to be lower because of that, but you're not gonna make an argument for Fulgrim to be lower because of that. That's why Fulgrim's not an S tier either. Well, that's I'm why he's saying. below Magnus. No, that's why they're both down in A tier. Well, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, we that, like yeah. That's no. That's literally why he's below Magnus, below everyone, below uh, the line is because he would showboat, and so he's down there for the same reason Magnus is. Basically, we ranked all the demon primarchs. primarchs are unbeatable. Yeah, yeah, we ranked all the Lorg- primarchs. Lorgar's in D tier where he belongs. <laughs> we just don't. Well, like we just unanimously <laughs> cannot divorce our hatred of Lorgar from our rankings. Yeah. So I think that was mostly. I it. mean, actually, he is the weakest. Like, yeah. canonically too. He's he's an orator. He's not a fighter. I mean, he can. The still only hold- reason that uh, the only reason that the humans that the uh, meta the demi human spreadsheet. Got as high as he did is because he has the burning blade. Who has the burning blade? Uh, the human Excel spreadsheet. Oh, <laughs> you're talking about Gilliman. <laughs> Robot hey, girly. Man. You know what? And as somebody who has read books in which both of those uh, characters get to fight, uh, I'm not saying. I mean, I wouldn't want to fight Lordar personally. I wouldn't want to fight Gilliman either, especially if he's mad. But I mean, Robot. Robot is no joke. No. Yeah. He. Uh, when when he gets angry, it's very entertaining. And Lorgar can swing too. I mean, they're they are all primarchs. They can all He's beat pretty much primark. everyone. Yeah. Well, it's like it's like my uh, Lord of Change. Whenever I play my uh, Greater Demons, they're like, "Oh, is that thing killing combat?" I'm like, "Eh, it's the weakest of my big guys." It's like it's the weakest of my Greater Demons, but it's still a Greater Demon. <laughs> like it's the weakest one, but uh. that's kind of relative at this point. Yeah. But anyways, that's what we spent the weekend doing. And um, yeah, no regrets. That was insanely entertaining, especially because John was um, like really treating it like a UN summit. Like we had time to present arguments like for the ones that were ranked uh, equally in A tier. He was I, like, OK, who saying, would you like to represent? So I became a I am Curse the lore apologist. master and I got I got I am the lore master and I got like no respect. Well, I mean, read more yeah. books, I guess. I'm literally the lore master. <laughs> I literally probably the the most well versed person on the whole of 40k in our chat. Look, if actually, no, I'm not gonna say that. I'm up there though. I'm up if there's there. anybody that's read enough Horus Heresy books where I feel like I can confidently speak, but on even you some agreed with the lore, me. There's certain there's certain parts that I agreed on you with, yeah. You the moment you di- you the moment you divulge Fulgrim's personality from his abilities, the dude's unbeatable. Oh yeah, but like that's the whole point about the Primarchs is they are their personalities. Like no, you, but you I'm saying like that. not like his you not divorcing his personality like in combat. No, just him as a entity. Like the hatred of him as an entity. Oh no, I don't hate Fulgrim. I think he's such an. Wait, I think he's cool. I don't hate Fulgrim. Like out of all the chaos primarchs, he primarch Fulgrim as a Fulgrim, and he's really dead. No, we're, well, mm-hmm. Fulgrim's very much alive. Yeah, he's just strapped I in the back seat dead, of his own body. Uh, nope. No, 
Uh, what would have killed him? I'm not so sure, actually. So what I have heard is that what I heard is that like stasis. when the, mm-hmm. when he turned into the demon primark, as he turned into demon primark, he died or something. Like he, the foreground. The oh. Fulgrim that they knew died. Okay, so wait a minute. Because wait a Fulgrim minute. took a full back seat. He's basically uh, strapped into the chair in the back of his mind. He's watching. The, he's basically watching his life through his eyes, but has no control. Right. Also, uh, just fair warning for anybody. We should have said this uh, before we got like 10 minutes into the podcast, but major spoiler warnings for a lot of things. Uh yeah, we're not gonna. I'm not. I don't want to go too in depth on like specific spoilers, we're not but it's spoil, gonna be like general spoilers yeah. for everything. Spoiler we're not alert. gonna spoil too much past like anything too lore specific past uh, Flight of the Eisenstein, which frankly, like if you um, if you're really interested in that book, go read it. But also, if you're into 40k for any reasonable amount of time that you're listening to a 40k podcast. Um, you know what happens. I mean, yeah, Horace doesn't Enough heresy. people have talked about it. You know what happens. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Um, we all know alert. how this song and dance ends, people. Spoiler Whoa, alert, Sanguinis no dies, way. bro. No way, bro. Hey, spoiler alert. No the way. The Emperor gets put way, on the golden bro. throne. No way. <laughs> spoiler yeah, alert. Yeah, so it's kind of like... Yeah. We, we'll try not to spoil any specifics, but we'll also mention the names of books or characters before we talk about them. Yeah. So if maybe you're interested in that character, you can uh, fast forward through. Which is kind of what I did. I guess part of what we're going to talk about is book order. You know, what books are worth looking into depending right. on what um, you're interested in. Uh, and and we can talk about our favorite characters in some of the books. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Rob Gillimom. can talk about his favorite characters too, and his favorite G- books. Gillamom is the uh, grade A boss of the entire Horus Heresy. I don't know. Latara Saren would like to have a, a word with you. Uh, Gillamom, though. Latara Saren would like to have a word with you. How dare you I, disrespect I, the captain I, I, of the no. Conqueror like that? The thing is, the captain of the Conqueror has the backing of Angron. Angron. Gillimom was just squaring up. <laughs> I mean, but she squares up to Angron regularly. And Angron's like, yeah, I don't I know which is scarier, Angron or, or uh, Conrad. <laughs> I don't know which is worse. Because at least, like, Angron will kill you and it'll be quick. Um... Yeah, it occurs it ain't gonna be you will not enjoy this. It will not be over quickly. Anyway. Um, yeah, there's some there's some obviously well I'm still surprised. Very fun characters. I'm, I'm still I'm still a firm believer the Night Lords should be Slanesh. Yeah, I'm surprised they're, they are not like they're not the whole torture thing is yeah, like they're not super claimed. Slanesh though. They're not claimed by any of the Chaos Gods. I know, but they should be. I mean some of them are, but like, and, but like and, I feel like if they do get claimed, it should be Slanesh because like torture is Slanesh's thing. Well, there's like still there's chaos undivided. There's not. Yeah, there's and a lot of them really don't like chaos or they just hate that period, or the warp or general, anything like that. And they, yeah, they hate it. Yeah. They're, well, not that they actually. Hate the so Imperium. fun fact, fun fact. This is something from I learned from a uh, Justin. So you know how the chaos warbands in Horus Heresy have. Uh, All right. Hated foes. 
like the Iron Warriors, it's the Imperial right. Fists. Right. Things like that. Um, the traitor, you can play traitor warbands of different factions. So the traitor, uh, the traitor uh-huh. uh, Raven Guard are the uh, Raven Guard who were the Terrans before Korax got the Legion. And you you know about them in the books. They're not Korax's fans. They don't like him. You know, it's the classic, right. I salute the rank, not right. the man. Right. They hate him. Um, but they, and they get put off on their own missions. They get separated from the rest of uh, the the Raven Guard. It's literal, like, Terran segregation. They are not part of the Raven. They are put on their own stuff. Well, the uh, the Raven Guard, the traitor Raven Guard, their hatred is not Raven Guard. It's hatred, hated enemy, Corvus. Corvus. Specifically Corvus. Just Corvus. <laughs> like, screw that man in particular. Just it's him. just him. See, I thought I was you talking were... to Justin about it. We we're having a good laugh about how it's li- the army is literally does nothing about that except against <laughs> Corvus <laughs> alone. See, I thought you were going to put in like, oh, each each uh, traitor legion has this one specific loyalist legion that they hate and vice versa. I think they all do. And, and they, they do. do. And I thought you were going to say that like um, it's Raven Guard and Night Lords like fighting constantly on who's better at being sneaky and like killing people from the shadows. No, it's it, the the traitor Raven Guard specifically hate Korax. Damn. Nobody else. That's funny. Yeah, like Kurz really hates Korax because he's like, oh man, he does my job. I believe the Loyalist Raven Guard, their traitor legion, I believe is the Night Lords. I'd believe it. Uh, don't quote me on that. I, I got to double check the rules on heresy, but I because I play Demons of the Ruin Storm, so I don't bother with the um, tiny tin uh, man rules. I don't bother with the tiny tin man rules. I bother with more rules. cosmic. I bother with the more cosmic and deified rules Ooh, of demons of the world. Oh, aren't you fancy? Oh, 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 oh I'm I'm special. <laughs> I play a niche army. Yeah. <laughs> I am. I'm special. That's literally the definition. That's literally the definition of special. <laughs> rare. How without, rare is it? Without is it medium comparison. rare? Hey. <laughs> Oh my. Okay, so anyways, you know I, I made a resolution now to be nice to be nicer to rock, so we're gonna shut my mouth. <laughs> How's that working out for you, buddy? It's as oh. rare as you beating me in a game of Warhammer. Oh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you pushed my button. Oh no. But yeah, so I guess but. this episode's gonna be mostly books um at least least, we're gonna talk a little bit about what's on the tabletop as well like lore stuff reflected on the tabletop or maybe right 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 vice versa but it's mostly gonna be books uh and then to a degree audiobooks as well because a lot of the warhammer books that i've consumed have been audiobooks so i mean it is the best way to do it i mean yeah honestly what's better than sitting there painting your army and listening to uh warhammer audiobooks getting that lore in your ears it's very good stuff yeah some uh some way that some of the names are pronounced what? i just can't do it so oh no no we're yeah. getting into this oh, again no. uh how they pronounce sanguinius's name you know they're british like, as hell what, 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 what are you what gonna do about it? <laughs> this is why we rebelled 
This is why we rebelled, man. Yes, you're playing a UK game, my dear. He knew. <laughs> yeah, and they use inches, so I mean. But it, yeah, and their number one market is the U.S. What? But I mean, no, they called him a well, sanguinous. Oh, okay, I, I'm, you know I'm, what? I'm, I'm done with this podcast. Uh, okay, okay, that's how. In what? In what? In what audiobook did they call? <laughs> or it was some it was something screwy like that. It was in, in what, a horse rising. Horse rising. Oh yeah, he's not my favorite um narrator. And more important facts. Everybody, uh Rock, buckle in. Rachel, push up your glasses. Let's get our library cards and talk about our favorite books. So my first question becomes all to all this is the books versus uh, the game. Uh, How did we get into it? Was it the books first? Did you get into the game and then the books? Because um, I believe all three of us come from the what I call the three major backgrounds of Warhammer, which is the hobby, the competitive, and the lore side. Um, so, Rock, why don't you kick off? Do, have you read the books? Let's start no, with that. No, none of it. Perfect. Uh, buckle up. Uh, Rachel, I was what like, about you? "Why are you that? even asking him that?" When the only I book, had to make sure the only book he has okay. even touched is his codex, and even then, the spine is no, still pretty fresh. Hasn't. Okay, no, 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 no Nick, Nick, you can't say he didn't because I heard the pages rustle as he tried to quote us on how silence is a weapon made of demons. Oh yeah, there's a demon uh, I'm in pretty there. sure. There's Actually, a demon I there. used I used Rock's codex in the uh, Pyong in the Masters of Korea. I'm pretty sure I've I've read it more than he has at this oh. point. Wow. Okay. Anyways, anyway, there's, okay. Still, there's still time for you, Rock. I believe in you. Okay. To be fair, I guess the only lore-wise or something that's close to the lore, it would be the other podcast listening to Adeptus Ridiculous. Mm. And how I actually got introduced to 40K was if Emperor had a text-to-speech device. Well, there you go. After Honestly, that, that video, that's a pretty <laughs> common entry. Yeah. 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 After watching that video, it's like, oh, it's not really that like, um, I don't know, like grim dark that I thought that I, it would be. And boy, was I wrong. <laughs> well, I mean, this ridiculous or uh, Emperor text to speech highlights the ridiculous parts of the lore. Yes. And there's and, a lot. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot. <laughs> because there um, is the grim darkness, but there is a lot of of funny the moments in comedy there. and stuff like well, that in there too if if everything's grim dark then nothing is it's the moments of comedy and hope and right. the things that you love that make the grim dark that much darker right it's right. what because, makes the uh, you give people hope and then you crush it it is oh God. you get oh God. to see more light leave their eyes right right and they're very I mean, good at that I, I agree in that sense like there can't be no good if there's no evil am i right yes it's right. the yin and yang <laughs> like literally there's got to be a balance <laughs> exactly so yeah actually um i got into 40k because of the books um i had a friend of mine back home shout out to taylor who uh ruined my life by putting a copy of forest rising in my hands and oh, <laughs> um it took me like i don't know i started reading it and i just wasn't really like getting into it i don't know it took me like a month to finish the first like three or four chapters i would just pick it up and put it back down i used to read a lot as a kid but i just haven't read since i don't know like high school like i used to uh -huh. read just on my free time but ever since like high school college i just stopped reading and so, when so you got responsibilities yeah once life <laughs> caught up to me essentially and yeah. then um yeah 
that book, like I got past the first three or four chapters and then I finished the rest of the book in like two days. And I was just hooked. I was like, I need more. I need more. Nice. So nice. I read through, um, uh, yeah, Horse Rising, uh, False Gods, Galaxy and Flames, and then Flight of the Eisenstein. And then I just kind of jumped around to whatever I wanted. And I read uh, 48 books last year um, just for Warhammer. And I think I've read 11 so far this year. And I'm getting close to the end of the book that I am reading right now. So, yeah, that'll be 12 soon. It's good stuff. I really enjoy it. And I'm happy that I've gotten into reading again because it feels really good, honestly. Yeah. And I'll probably be reading again here soon once I'm not working, you know, 13 hour days. Right. I mean, I I really uh, read the most when I'm on the subway or on the bus because instead of like scrolling social media or something like that, I keep... um, books on my phone and I just read on my phone and it's really nice and then uh I also listen to audiobooks while I'm painting or doing other stuff like if I do chores around the house washing dishes whatever something like that I just put on the audiobook and listen to chapters and stuff like that it's really good yeah all right right. um how I got into this we'll go with my with my reawakening as it were uh because I wasn't super into lore whenever I first started playing I barely understood the game so when I got back into it, I got back in through the k- tabletop competitive side. I don't think I've ever properly told you this, but the way I got back into it is I saw a Ares gunship get charged by 10 death company with thunder hammers. And I thought that was the funniest thing I'd ever seen in my life. <laughs> and did it work? Well, did, did the gunship uh, die? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was yeah, 10 absolutely. death company with thunder hammers. They absolutely died. There we go. Um yeah it was absolutely hysterical so um yeah that's where i kind of started uh yeah i mean the only reason i got into the tabletop at all was because of the books essentially but yeah Um, then i'm just like i ran into a special anniversary copy of a horse rising at a bookstore uh rachel you've seen my copy yeah it's fancy coffee. It's like a, I've never seen it. I've never seen another one like it. I don't even know. I think it's an anniversary copy, but I'm actually not sure. Um, so if anyone knows the and can tell me the it's a blue heart, blue and yellow hardback. And it simply just has horse's face on it. <laughs> um, Yeah, it's a really odd copy. I don't know. I'm not 100 percent sure on like what. It was created for but it doesn't look like the any of the other horse rising covers i've ever seen right it does look cool though um yeah it's a beautiful book and i would love to i'm actually looking at it right now and i love it uh but i really want to get more books but black library is a nub and they don't keep making their books for some reason they discontinue <laughs> them oh <laughs> i guess they have their own in reasons to quote unquote yeah they're nubs <laughs> I love I just, <laughs> i'm just glad that um there's ways to get like you know i can get the ebooks over here because it's like pretty much impossible to get black library books over here if you want to get like the physical copies yeah. and then shipping oh, is yeah, just insane impossible. so i as much as i yeah. like having physical books it's nice to be able to just get the you know the ebooks and read them on the go and it, I can keep like four or five books on my phone 
that I'm reading through all at the same time because I'm crazy and I like to read like five books at the same time. Hey, just, that's how I do. You it. know, just in case I'm feeling a little loyalist today, I can read that book. If I'm feeling a little chaos that day, I can read that book. You know, it's it's whatever, right? We need the palate cleanser yeah. in between. All right. Speaking of uh, books, what is your favorite book series? Like, what's your favorite book or like your favorite trilogy? Because you know the books are usually released in series. Uh, if you had to pick your favorite, what would it be? So. Oh, that's pretty hard. I think I'm about to have a new favorite here pretty soon. Yeah. Pretty soon. Um, it's probably going to be uh, the Titan Death. Seri like, you uh, mean, like, not, just Titan Death? Uh, like that or um, the Angron books. The books? Like, plural? Like, the books with Angron. Oh, like, just, the just books, books with Angron with, in it. Books with Angron. <laughs> Yes, books with Angron. Well, um, that sounds like a, actually like that books. sounds like a, like a sit down like tea, talk show with tea. I'm just no, I'm imagining it welcome. more as like uh, the uh, um, just got the ASMR mic, and uh, welcome back to books with Angron. And it's just like here's incoherent host, screaming. Primark Angron. <laughs> I'm just I'm imagining it more like a Sesame Street corner. Like honestly, oh my god, yeah. A is for Angron. <laughs> A, A is for <gasps> exactly. <laughs> um, to answer the question, though, yeah, I'm just like look, looking at God. No, 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 I'm just like imagining like slime Marbo in the background going like ah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. That's correct. Hey, did you speaking of slime Marbo? That is a, that is another great series, the slime Marbo. Um, Does anything God. with him in it? Like what? Does Sly not Marbo, kill slime Marbo? Like it's insane. Marbo, like what I heard. Sly Marbo once threw a grenade and killed 10 people. Then the grenade exploded. What? <laughs> it's a. Uh, yeah, I actually don't know. Though, considering, like, Ow. I have to, like, disclaimer here I've pretty much only read books that were, like, Horus Heresy or Space Marine focused, minus the couple that I've she, read. That she are, wants like, the Yes Battle Brother. Well, yeah, it's. I'm, I'm only here for the, like, oversized man children war criminals. So, like. <laughs> That's like the entirety so of 40k. They're so entertaining. Like honestly, I I know there's a lot um, of people who really like the human element of 40k, which I can admit is can be really interesting. But books. I tend to gravitate more towards the books that are like you know ridiculous. Space I definitely stuff. lean toward more towards the uh, the Xenos books. The Xenos. All five of them. The dirty Xenos. Well, there's a whole trilogy for the Necrons. Have a ton. I'm joking. I'm joking. But the joke is yeah. that the Black Library like basically doesn't write Xeno books. No, the Eldar only have a couple. The but the thing is, the ones that the Xenos have are really good. Really, no. Because um, you got uh, the Orc one. I forget the name of, but there's an Orc one that's apparently extremely good. You have the Twice Dead King series. Mm. Um, and of course, you have what I think is the single greatest piece of literature Black Library has put out, The Infinite and the Divine. I knew you were going to say that, <laughs> which it's, it's on my list. It just keeps putting it just keeps getting pushed down the list by other stuff that comes up. And I'm like, oh, I got to read that. I got to read that. He so. drifted. Uh, he drifted a ghost arc into a T-Rex. Yeah, that sounds what? amazing. Why not? The T-Rex needed to die. You're, you're asking why Treason Jesus. does anything. 
Like, why Actually, not? My favorite, one of my favorite parts about Trey's in the Infinite is basically uh, the fact that he was racing Orkin and someone figured out via context clues while the book was like portraying them in a super death race with context clues. Someone picked out that they were only doing like 25 miles an hour. Jesus. <laughs> Just old man, old robot man. <laughs> now, if you want, if you want, uh, if you want serious Necron books that I think are probably the best ever written by black library. Uh-huh. Uh, and this goes up there with horse rising. Uh huh. Um, oh, that's, that's twice a- dead King. That's a claim. Twice, uh, the twice dead king. The books on Cesaric, the Silent King. Mm. Like those are some of the just best written books. Um, one thing I like is the main character. Without explaining too much, he has voices in his head because of his age. But he has this ability to dredge up memories from when he was a Necrontier, but he instantly forgets them as soon as he does. And he can never retrieve him again. Mm. So he's got like a once per battle memory recall. Mm. And it's actually like really cool. But his different emotions, what used to be emotions, are now voices in his head. Damn. So like the the anger is just like a primal entity just screaming. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's actually like really cool. Like that anger is basically a flayed one. Almost. Mm. So it's actually, and it actually goes into what we know about the Flayed One virus. So it, and like portrays how the Necrons here, how the Necrons view it. And it's from the po- point of view of a Lord or a former noble. So he's still fully sentient and conscious. But yeah, Cesaric is an absolute God level unit. Like, it, yeah, it's just good books. Mm. Highly recommend Twice Dead King. I've got a whole series ruin all them, I guess, because I've been thinking about it. Um, it's hard to pick a singular black library book that I'm like, oh, yeah, this one's my favorite. But oh, I, yeah, that's I really like Master of Mankind. It's it's super good, in my opinion. It's a good one. Um, especially emperor. because, yeah, it, it focuses on the emperor and the war in the web. <laughs> and way. the sad boy. De- and the <laughs> sad boy. Yes. My favorite sad boy, blood angel character, <laughs> Dominion Zephan. Um, Ooh, poor Dominion, man. I love him so much, but it's just like, oh, bless that kid. Uh, um, but remember, uh, oh, it's like it's you that has a really sad Vanguard vet that I want you to make into Dominion Zephan. Oh gosh, <laughs> so, I'll be I'll be kit bashing con- my own model because I don't have uh, I don't have good things to say about the one that uh, GW released for him Cor- recently. Uh, context <laughs> context on this one. Um, uh, Rachel sent me a picture of a um, of a Vanguard vet that whenever she glued it together, it ended up just all the parts she picked. It was a blood angel with its l- claws at its side, just looking at the ground. He just looks really depressed. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I immediately texted back when it's take your child to work day, but you have no dad. <laughs> oh, <my> oh. <laughs> um, but we yeah. Have no- um, so Dominion Zephan, sad boy. He's a great character. Yeah, he's a great character. Um, also, the Siege of Terra books are in, like oh, ridiculously I mean, yeah. good. Um, even the one that I think is the weakest out of all of them is still a pretty good book. Um, which one do you think's that? Mortis, which is really yeah, sad for me as a Titan enthusiast to say. Um, but honestly, I forgot like a majority of that book. But maybe that's just because it came off the absolute hype train that was Saturnine. Because Saturnine is ridiculously I mean, yeah, that's good. That's kind of that's 
How do you make a tall man seem taller? Put him next to a short man. I mean, Saturnine was really good. Um, Yeah. Also, uh, the Solar War definitely broke me emotionally so hard that I just stared at a wall for like an hour and I couldn't process how hurt I was. So that's fair. (laughs) No spoilers for what uh, what that event is, but. I I was devastated. And I've been devastated yeah. at Black Library books before, don't get me wrong, but this was probably the worst one. Oh, do you know which one's coming that is just going oh, to Oh my god, us? I'm so excited for the next two books. I am Uh The I Bridge am, of the Vengeful, yeah. No, no, no. So first of all, the next uh We have the Eternity Gate next. Yeah, the oh. next um book uh that's coming out, Echoes of Eternity. I am so excited because it's going to be Sanguinius focused, so obviously my bias plays a lot into the hype here, right? Yeah. But it's also you know the hype tree. It's also written by Aaron on. Dembski Bowden, who's one of my favorite Black Library authors cuz he writes some really fun and fantastic characters. Master of Mankind is done by him. The Night Lords trilogy, which is also fantastic, is done by him. Night Lords Omnibus, one of the best uh one of the best trilogies. It's so good. Ever. Um and I'm listening to Black Legion currently, that's also done by him. Really enjoying it. So I just got to I just got to say, um, do you know who really wins with uh, uh, with the with that book? Uh, what was it at the end of eternity? Uh, Echoes of Eternity. Uh, and yeah, Echoes of Eternity. Do you know who really wins with that one? Mm. Me. You know why? Why? I get Kabunda. Maybe. <laughs> I get we'll more see. Kabunda content. We'll see. Yeah, the I, only I'm thing all that for... would be better than Kabunda content is Scarbrand content. Uh, I'm all for a book that's going to be like 75% sanguineous air comboing demons in front of the Eternity Gate. I'm so down right? for that. Like, I don't care. People are like, oh, it's not like, I don't want to just see like combat and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, look, well, I, I, I kind of want to see people get dunked on. Like, it's it's you, really you entertaining. The, you have the, ple- you have the ple- plebeians are like, oh, I want character development, not combat. You got Rachel in the corner. I'm like, I want both. Mother. I can get She's both. She's like, mother, mother. I crave violence. I crave uh, sometimes. Sometimes people <laughs> just need to get comboed on. Like it, it's it's I very mean, entertaining. And there's some characters like I genuinely don't want to see back in the lore that I love, like Shalaxi Hellbane. I don't want her back in the lore because she got so poorly. She got Kaldor Dragoed, um, where she was written to such an extreme, she can't be brought back into the. Um, um, she can't be brought back into the universe realistically. I kind of uh, what's that? A uh, redhead Eldar name, Idrain? Dude, the if, Beltan. If anybody's gonna know anything about Eldar in this chat right now, it's gonna be you. So <laughs> it's it's true. an I. I want to say I want to say Idriel, but I know that's from Lord of the Rings: The Third Age. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was her. Uh, a Harlequin, which I'm not. I can't remember their name because I don't really care about the clowns. Oof. Um, it was the leader of Kamara. I'm blanking on a lot of names because I'm so tired. Kamara. Uh, which is, um, uh, the guy, the head of the the Jukari, uh. Vect? No. Huh? Yeah, it was Vect, Drezar. Asriel uh, Vect, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was Vect, Drezar, Hesperax, and I think those other two. I was like, basically the top five, or no, Yvrain was there. It was the top five lineup of the Eldar races. Drukhari, Craftworld, um, Heralds of Yanid, 
and um, the Harlequins. Top five lineup. The Exodites know where to be spectral, found, like usual. Uh, shh. Don't talk about them. <laughs> There's uh, Eldar's riding dinosaurs. A, What's not to love? Astro, an astral projection of Shalaxi Hellbane, like 1% of her power, nearly bodies all five of them. Yeah, that's not a good deal. Solo. <laughs> and I'm like... I get that Shalaxi is like the most powerful keeper in existence. But like, bro, now you can't bring her out because she is Eldar, the, the Eldar race ends. Like you, you can't find a good way to bring Shalaxi in at full power and not have just the Eldar race end. Mm. So I'm kind of sad. Which is Ooh. a good but, transition, um, honestly. Yeah. Going back, though, to if they ever get, you know, off the two minutes till midnight. Mm hmm. Uh, going back to Andrew Dembski Bowden. Aaron Dembski Bowden. Sorry, Aaron Dembski. Put some Bowden. respect on ADB's name. I'm I'm tired. <laughs> uh, who is who? Do you think is the best author at Black Library, and why is it Dan Abnett? <laughs> um. See, this is like a like they, their their styles are so different that like uh, it's Dan like Abnett just is a great world builder. I think ADB is a better character builder, but I think Abnett's the best world builder. And Chris sure. Wright, or Rate, apologies if I say that wrong, um, also good. Um, yeah. Yep. I'm also putting some respect on Guy Haley. Or, um, oh, I mean, Guy Haley. My favorites are Dan Abnett and Guy Haley. I, I, got I was going to get into Guy Haley in our next segment because he does <laughs> what is contending for my favorite uh, series. And something up there. Mm. But. Which is Godblight. I'm Godblight, not going to okay. talk about it because it's still pretty fresh. It is an earth shattering book as far as the lore goes. It is like in just a groundbreaking book and it changes everything. So you got to read it and I won't say anything more about it. But it is as far as like advancing the lore goes, it is Indominus level. Mm. It's Gilliman waking up levels. About that in case anyone didn't know that Gilliman was awake. Spoilers. <laughs> There's a reason he's on the tabletop walking around. Where the what armor now again? Uh, armor of fate. Shoot, I forgot. Something like Isn't that. It? I don't yeah, know. I I'm, not, I'm not good and on my modern. Uh, he's not. Re he doesn't have to wear it as much anymore. He's training to wear it, to go without it. Oh really? Take yeah. off his primark training. Yeah, he's trying. He's gonna die without that armor or something. Not anymore. Not anymore. He would have died it? from the wounds from Fulgrim. Oh. Um, yeah, but yeah. And, you know, one thing I wanted to mention before we move on, though, is Nate Crowley was the name of the author who does Twice Dead King and Gaskul Thraka. Um, Gaskul so if you're interested in Xeno stuff, good stuff, good stuff. Yeah, and there's definitely more to the, uh, the literary offerings of the 40K universe that are not just Space Marine stuff. It happens to be oh, mostly yeah. what I've read, but there's great books about humans like Gaunt's Ghost and Eisenhorn, uh, stuff like that. Um, if you great like books knights on the or, sisters. Yeah, sisters. If you like knights and, and Mecha, you know, the big stompy robots, they got books that are kind of focused on that. Um, mm -hmm. I really like the um, Watchers of the Throne series. So that's Custodes and Sisters of Silence and kind of the um, High Lords of Terra, which is very interesting. Uh, yeah, it's good stuff. And of course, you got tons of chaos books. So, yeah, there there's something for every faction. The orcs were the last faction to get a book from their perspective, uh, uh, which came too. out 
a little a little while ago. Um, there's not, there's not too, there's, pretty, yep, there's, there's some, some towel books, books, right? Yeah, yeah, they're they're far and few in between, but they exist. I, I don't think you really get a Tyranid book because it would be like 300 pages of hungry and angry, like <laughs> devastation but, uh, of all. Yeah, well, you get some oh, like Tyranid perspective in that book. You actually do. Um, you get kind of the yeah. perspective of a, a lictor, I think, and uh, yeah. that's that's interesting to see. I was about to say, I was being serious. Devastational Ball, that's in there. Yeah. Tyranids more appear in other, but there's books, there are Tyranid focused books, about books out there. Like, what is there to be written about? Like, uh, just talking about the, uh, it's mostly um, more, There a lot of times, anything about the Nids has the Gene Stealer cults involved. Right. I yeah. mean, I can't just imagine the Nids with like, talking to each other or something like that like oh they the don't no it's it's more like uh in the specific instance he's talking about in devastation of ball you have a, a lictor that gets like it basically attaches itself to a ship that right. ends up coming down onto the planet and then the lictor goes and does stuff but you get to see from its perspective how it kind of communicates with a hive mind and it's definitely not like talking to it like in the sense that we would speak to each other right but it's like sending psychic messages to it basically right. so it's cool yeah you it's kind of more get of that sense disembodied observer yeah it's cool. it's cool yeah it's interesting to see like in the um, lore wise i'm like listening to like what the nid does or something like that uh, other than that like they just like eat and they just just keeps on eating because like you know they need the biomass and just and they just keep on breeding like you know breeding yeah uh, that's pretty much it yeah but like they're the most primal of beings exactly uh but at the same time it's just like there's nothing i mean there's not much that can really stop them is there it's like and the, this is kind of like a point uh, of contention Necron. for some people no, well, no, yeah, no i mean like hear me out because like it's like the same sense of like you know the i've heard some of the lore of the octarius uh something like uh what's happening right yeah. now is like the Octur the octarius uh what do you call them i'm not so sure octarius sector yeah, yeah. Octarius sector it's like the same thing they have like the nid and the orc trapped inside a certain like system or something like that and they just want it to be kept in there and like you know since they just kill like you know they just kill each other out or something like that like nids like they harness the biomass from the orcs and the orcs they get all the fight from the nids it gets to the point that like oh my god they're getting they're just like they're like stuck even like nothing's happening it's like a stalemate to the point that they just keep on like getting stronger 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 and like nothing could stuff them or something well, that, <laughs> was the, that was the theory back, that's how but... they bring back uh crocs right, well, right. that was the but like, well, what's a, gonna then in the end? So what's gonna stop them? Is is this like a ticking time bomb oh, to the, the point? Won. The Nids won. Wait, the, the Nids, Nids won. won. Seriously? Yeah, the yeah, Nids won. won. Oh, I was about to say the that problem. The, the idea Pro was that they just fight each other forever, right. and we can just take the problem and push it somewhere Even else. Even Thraka was there. If I if I'm not uh, mistaken, un, un, he was at one point, but he left. Oh, okay. Um, he said this party's too uh, crazy for me. Unfortunately, the Nids got Crusher Stampede and the Orcs got uh, Lost Buggy Spam. So <laughs> that's that's the in lore. That's the in lore to tabletop. There you go. Oh God, is that the reason why? No, <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Lore so, to tabletop, like, though. Coincidence. I just want to go. Coincidence. I want to go through some stories, though. Lore, the most ridiculous lore to table translation you've ever seen in your life. Right, right, right. Um, mine is I saw a guardsman, uh, boop a warlord and kill it. 
<laughs> the last like, wound on a warlord titan. So he just like walks up to this warlord titan and just like kicks it in the foot, and the whole thing just goes critical and explodes. Well, hey, Which, if, he, sorry, if he's only bro, got wait, one what? wound left, if he's only got oh, one wound left, you. then anything can do it, right? Exactly, exactly. But what about you guys? That That's oh, mine. It's a guardsman oh, booping a, a warlord titan. Oh, I thought he was... Okay, um, I do have a certain question. Is that like... So, like, Octarius reign or region. Uh, let's just call it Octarius sector. I think that's what yeah, it's that's called or name. something. Yeah. So, what I heard is that Nids won. So mm -hmm. what next? So what's going to stop the Nids from like killing everybody or something like that? Because like um, they're at a stalemate and uh, the ticking tie bomb, like it just like keeps massing and massing to the point that it becomes like planet my uh, planet like sector wide or whatever you want to call it, like just kills everything to that par level. Or, ah, I'm so confused. Like what's next? What's gonna stop Nids? Like honestly, what the hell? I got my theory. Honestly, but that's Rachel. <laughs> yeah i don't know like that's one of the things the community is also curious about at large is like you've made the nids so strong essentially that like yeah. it might end up being one of those things where like former enemies have to band together and you know like we've already seen the like triple combo against the nids that was kabanda the necrons yeah um, the blood oh. angels and then eventually the ultramarines so i guess four people came together to take like a chunk of a hive fleet off one planet yeah that's so, leviathan too like one of the newer ones yeah that's not one of the old ones yeah that's ones. one of the smaller ones so i don't know like it's i'm interested to see where it goes uh, i have my sure. i have my theories uh because my theory is they brought back one character specifically for to deus ex machina this um, what what is it what is it yeah okay i think they brought back the silent king the silent and the necrons because he was off Seriously? in a different galaxy and presumably time because chronomancers uh -huh. right. and i think right. he saw the the nids devastate another galaxy and he kind of came back being like oh no and remember found necron out, tech is like crazy as hell they can definitely do it they can kill so, gods yeah they kill gods yeah um for fun like they are competing no, with the Imperium, the despite their biggest, <laughs> okay, uh, their biggest um, dynasty being like ninety-two worlds. They're right. competing with like the Imperium. Um, yeah, so their tech is absolutely bonkers. They control time, as a joke. Um, yeah. Right. Uh, what is it right. called? What is it? what is the right. the celestial orrery or whatever it's called? Oh the yeah, my, the celestial my... orrery. They just poke That's a star dumb. on a map. I'm just waiting for that uh that one uh Necron that drank too much engine oil and just stumbles and falls on the map, and that's how Warhammer ends. Oops. We accidentally blew up Terra because Jeff was drunk again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oops. Um, I thought like Necron's goal was to like kill every single life form in like in the universe. Uh, or something some like that. that's destroyer cults specifically. It's not all Necrons. Uh, okay. Cesare, so that's not, no, imagine that's basically you used to rule the galaxy and you see the galaxy as your birthright, and you go to sleep, right. and you wake up, and there's a whole bunch of gopher holes in your yard, and it's overrun and by like, by pests and locusts. You'd want to, you know, call an exterminator. 
Right. The, the right. Silent King's the exterminator. Right. Um, they oh, want God. to clean up. He's just up. annoyed at all the stuff that's there, yeah. basically. He wants to clean up the galaxy, but actually, yeah, and his whole thing is, uh, but the Nids cannot consume Necron. They can't consume Necrodermis. Right. Um, which lucky f- i'm actually so surprised. <laughs> it's, well, it's not it's not biomass it's not like i mean yeah, yeah. You're right. so, it's inorganic so can't do anything they literally they literally eat the minerals and that's everything, organic like even the freaking ocean but uh, yeah so, so necrodermis the being minerals? the way it is uh-huh right. um being basically the skin of star gods uh you know right. it's basically made by a star god uh they can just reassemble and keep fighting even longer than orcs, and they cannot adapt to Necron tech because there's no, yeah, the no nothing to de- eat to adapt to it. Right, right, but like I thought, the orcs were supposed to be the anti-Necron, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, they, yeah. they are, right. they kinda, but uh, that was the quarks. Modern orcs cannot be the Necron. No, if the Necrons get back damn. to power, I was gonna say book incoming where the the orcs totally dunk on Necrons just to prove Nick wrong. Yeah, probably. Honestly, <laughs> as of right now, the issue is there's quadrillions and quadrillions, if not pentillions, of orcs. There's like maybe a billion uh-huh. Necrons, maybe. <laughs> I think a billion might even be pushing it. Yeah, like we're. I think we're under a billion Necrons. So it's kind of yeah, like it'd be interesting to see. Yeah, there as many like there used to be quadrillions of Necrons. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I just had a funny thought, and Rock, you can contribute on oh, this. No. Because part of what we're talking about is uh lore uh and the tabletop game, right? Right, right. Hey, hey Rock. What are Death Shroud Terminators? What? Oh my god, don't even get me started with those. <laughs> oh my god. So um if I pull up my codex of Death Guard, it says that Death Shrouds are supposed to be the most elitist Terminator of the Mortarian, handpicked by Mortarian, and they're supposed to be the bodyguards of Mortarian. Yes. Tell me what keyword they don't have. Oh, what do you mean? They do have the keyword bodyguard. They do? They do. But they don't bodyguard yes, they do. Mortarian. Because Mortarian cannot yes, benefit they don't. from it. <laughs> <laughs> That is probably like the worst thing I've ever seen as far as like a, a rule mystery. Like, dude, the only reason the Death Shrouds exist <laughs> is because they're Mortarian's bodyguards. It'd be like it'd be like if you were playing Heresy and you had Sanguinius and the Sanguinary Guard don't give him bodyguards. Right. Like what? <laughs> like what? My uh yeah, it's so it's insane. <laughs> Although, so much as it goes, like yeah. I I actually my personal favorite moment I've personally had with Lord of Tabletop is just the feats of my demonettes defying gods. They've defied Thunderhawks. They have defied Mortarian. They have defied Demacarians. Like they just survived. They have defied knights. They just survived the most stupid stuff. And then they you have to like. Like I have a hilarious pictures of five demonettes tying up a hive tyrant. Uh, That's funny. I have one where oh. a oh. mortarian uh, killed all but one demonette. So she took that one demonette stole the objective, 
And I did the same thing to a Demacarian. I fell back from it and stole the objective for another turn. <laughs> Jesus. Which, and that is that is the beauty of the tabletop. Literally anything can happen. But didn't you do that with the Thunderhawk also? Yes, I did. Mistaken. Yep. <laughs> that one demon and surviving the, the whole barrage the, of The thing is, something. The, something people don't realize, and I just don't think it's talked about enough whenever it comes to this, is for the love of God, if you see demon troop models and you're like, oh, they're only T3, they have an invuln. Do not risk it. Just kill it. <laughs> everyone's like oh i can just yeah. throw a few shots that way and then i save the one shot that actually connects and i'm like i have an invuln like don't risk the little guy surviving because it messes up your whole plan <laughs> it's gonna take more than you think to kill them yeah basically they're way tankier than any t3 one wound model has any right to be <laughs> i remember they got i have i had one I get shot by a it's volcano lance and it literally survived <laughs> Or volcano cannon and it survived. <laughs> so, I um, just laughed. I don't have really any like. Well, I guess like Lord of Tabletop, not necessarily, but just like of course tabletop funny stories. There's always good ones. Um, uh, funny. Uh, <laughs> one time, and I haven't played with him in a while because again, Lord of Tabletop that needs updating. Um, Mephiston is stupid strong in the lore, getting to the point where like they have to write him out of certain stories, otherwise it doesn't make any sense because there's just no conflict. Like, okay, Mephiston's there, everything just dies. Like he's ridiculously strong, <laughs> but he's not as strong on the tabletop. Um, kind of for obvious oh. reasons. But uh, well, one time I was playing my friend Mike back home. Shout out to Mike, and he was playing uh, Space Wolves, and he just decided to bring some uh, land raiders for fun. Uh, Mephiston hit one, blew it up, didn't die from blowing it up, uh, but the next land raider that was next to it blew up, and that land raider was close enough to Bjorn that it killed him. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just this beautiful chain of exploding things across the tabletop. My goodness, the chain reaction. And when he rolled the when he rolled the dice for Bjorn's mortals, and then realized it was enough to kill him, I, I don't think I've ever seen his soul that crushed in a game of forty k. It was uh, it was beautiful, and uh, Mephiston lived to keep swinging, so it, it was a good time. That's accurate to the lore. Not killing Bjorn, but just being an absolute death god. Yeah. That's an absolute unit. The things I hate about Lord of Tabletop is like Gilliman and Mephiston and Dante. Their existence. Well, I mean, Dante is like strong for like a space marine just from his experience, but he's not like He should still be He should still be a model on level with Morph and Vol. He should be a threat for sure. Yeah. Um, he should also have more cleaning servitors on the base than Hellbrecht, because like he deserves it. But like, I, I actually am very excited for whenever I feel like um, Dante's too independent. The Blood Angels eventually get an update. I feel like Dante's. Oh no, I'm joking. I'm just saying, like you know, Hellbrecht is this fancy new model, but yeah. Dante still looks like trash. So. Yeah, no, Dante. Dante deserves. <laughs> uh, it. It's just my personal gripes as as a Blood Angel enthusiast. But Dante absolutely. Yeah, it doesn't have it. any actual merit. As I always say, he's gone from Commander Dante to Lord Commander Dante to Lord Regent Dante, and we have the same model. And you know what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Just Dante. You know, if Dante had his say, he wouldn't have a model anymore. He'd be legends because he'd be dead. That's, but, That's why when um, I were like, Dante shouldn't have servitors. I'm like, no, he wouldn't want him because that means he has to talk to people. <laughs> oh, no. Dante, Dante's a sad boy. Oh, no. Isn't the, he literally embodies what's best about our chapter. Him and Mephiston. <laughs> Yin and Yang. The edge. Being the sad. edge and the yeah. sad. <laughs> the edge and the sad. The, sad. the secret is both the of them sad. are sad. <laughs> the secret is Dante is edgy and Mephiston. There's a sad and the edgy, and there's edgy and the sad. <laughs> yep. But yeah, I yep. I gotta say though, lore is probably one of the things that keeps me going in Warhammer. I love I actually have found myself getting more into Sigmar lore than 40k. Um their mm. books are super well written. Yeah, I'm still um a little more lore friendly because the books don't feel like once it's always one minute to midnight. Um so to me mm. that's a huge thing. Is it doesn't feel like it's one minute to midnight all the time. Um so you know it's Yeah, it's definitely like how do you escalate the how do you make it feel like there's still a sense of impending danger when like the Warhammer 40k universe is just constant impending danger. Like, like that's the one thing I feel like um, the Horse Heresy series is good for is like one thing people complain about is like, well, you already know how it ends. And I'm like, I think that's a good thing. You know, like there's only so far that they can escalate it in the writing until, you know, you reach the end. It's not this like, you know, what we have with the modern 40k storyline is like it's open-ended we don't know how it ends right so you can you know go any sort of direction with it which is a good thing and a bad thing right but then like horus heresy is like okay you know what happens at the end it's like getting the details of what happens to get to that end right which i think is really interesting yeah and the, it's more who's gonna make it to the end rather than how does it end it's like who's gonna make it right especially like the of the newer characters that didn't exist prior like of course we had like certain endpoints and characters that exist in or at least are mentioned as living past the siege in 40k but there's like new characters that are awesome characters that we don't know if they live past and, the and end, some of them right? they forgot so. they were supposed mm -hmm. to live to the siege and they get deus ex machina not gonna give away spoilers like? but you know who i'm talking about <laughs> okay now and yeah, it gets, now I'm now. Yeah, worried. he gets Deus Ex Machina because, oh, wait, no, I didn't really die. We weren't supposed to kill that one. Whoops. <laughs> this is like, <laughs> okay, now I know what you're talking about. Now I know what you're talking and about. He died oh, her no. death. Dan, no. Sorry. <laughs> Did you see his ghost in the sky? I don't think so. He's still alive. <laughs> he got Deus Ex Machina Did you, so. You see the white cloud over there? I That's didn't it. hear no bell. All right. <laughs> Basically, but I yeah. did. I did not see I no mean, emperor. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I won't say anything because for the people that don't, that haven't read anything, and that maybe listen to this podcast, and they're like, "Oh, I'm going to take um, their recommendation from the podcast." And you know, if you want to start with the Heresy series, definitely start with Horus Rising. Yep. Um, and then. You know, they they go to that and they fall in love with certain characters and blah blah blah, and then they're like, 
oh, so, you know, XYZ character totally died, right? Um, <laughs> right? The, thi the wink, things wink. I recommend <laughs> is definitely, uh, you know, as like, and Rachel, you can pile on to this. Uh, start mm. with uh, Horace Heresy through Flight of the Eisenstein. That's books one through four. And then yep. read about the war in heaven. After that, read oh, about okay. whatever you want. We have books for that. Uh, I think it's men I, I think it's heaven? mentioned. I'm trying to remember what book it was, but it is mentioned. Or at the very okay. least, well, because I was read say up, go on Wikipedia, go on the wiki and read up on the war in heaven. Because it okay. will, yeah. if you don't know about the war in heaven, none of the Xenos novels are going to make any sense. Um, mm. And then, yeah, I mean, it, chaos. I think that's a pretty good like yeah. starting point. Chaos doesn't make any sense. Don't try. Uh, just enjoy the ride. <laughs> you can just read whatever chaos <laughs> book you want. Yeah. Like honestly, well, I mean, I, I <laughs> everyone hates minute. everyone. Because I'd say, I I'd say, um, if we're talking specifically about like, like you, you can't have chaos stuff without also chaos right. screens essentially because they're just such a big that's part of it. Um, and the chaos prime marks and all that stuff. So understanding the various chaos space marines motivations and the chaos Primarchs motivations and stuff like that will make a lot more sense if you've already read some Horace Heresy right. books. Um, hey. So like if you want to read the Night Lords trilogy, which is amazing, uh, it helps to maybe have read Conrad Kurz's Primarch novel or some of the other books where the Night Lords appear just to understand like how they are and who they are mm -hmm. before you get to their modern day counterparts. Like, like I'm listening to the black Legion right now and a lot of the interactions between the characters mean a lot more because of my like prior knowledge of how they were in the mm -hmm. heresy or in the siege or how their legions were mm -hmm. in the heresy mm -hmm. or the siege. So it definitely helps yeah. to have the background knowledge there. And then it even helps for, I mean, anything that deals with space Marines at all or the Imperium, because you're going to understand why Gilliman has the motivations that he does or why certain chapters are the way that they are, especially first founding chapters right. and stuff like or that. Or why Cato Sicarius has super ultra mega depression. <laughs> you mean, oh, it's ultra depression. Oh, like, Gilliman has ultra depression. Like, I love how they were like... Sicarius, they took it a step further. <laughs> I love how they were like, how do God. we make him relatable? Oh, <laughs> make him sad. Yeah, really, if you're going to pick any Legion, like if you used to read those first four books and you're like, man, I want to learn yep. about this then, Legion, start with their Primarch novel. Then go find that book. Or we'll for start them. with their Primarch yeah, novel well, if or, it exists. Or each, each Legion right. has either a Primarch novel, a Legion specific novel, or both from the Heresy series. Find that one. That's a great starting point. Go read that. And then sure. read whatever you want. I mean, that's what and, I yeah, do. It just gives you a starting point. That's what I and then do. you can kind of go where there's no real order after that outside of trilogies. But yeah, like if you're going to. Right. And then there's like, mm -hmm. there's some books that kind of go in a little, like there's an arc here and there's an arc there. But like, seriously, read the first four, figure out what you like from that, and then just go read yeah. whatever you're interested in that's why i play blood angels because i read the first four and then i was like hey i need to get an army the blood angels look pretty cool let me read their book right and that was the end <laughs> and here i, I am so. i went off and i read a uh, fulgrim because it was the next book 
And it's good. And now I want to play Emperor's Children. But oh my god, I hate Eidolon so much. Eidolon hates Eidolon. <laughs> I gotta ask. I gotta ask though. Yeah, it's okay. Anyway, I gotta ask. Like, is this true that like Kato Sicarius? Does he always no, go like? No, oh, he Kato does not. No, he doesn't like always. He is. He's not. It's the whole like, point. Yeah, he's of, not like his. He talks about himself a lot and his accomplishments. So the uh, he's done a lot okay. of stuff. To yeah, be fair. but the joke was because he's always talking <laughs> about himself. Fair. He's always like, "I Kato Sicarius." Uh, but no, he was a very. He went from ultra cocky to ultra sad. Um, he became he actually he reached the 360 circle he became so cocky he gets sad didn't he get lost in the war yeah that's what that's what did him in yeah Yeah. the the trauma did him in the trauma did it just like everyone else in warhammer every character gets spicier with trauma (laughs) exactly You gotta, you gotta give him a little bit of trauma, yeah. Jesus. like a little spice. You know, trauma is the trauma is the spice of life, apparently. Spice, spice. Um, <laughs> trauma is the spice of the Warhammer 40k. Uh, anyways, I mean, if you don't have trauma, you're doing Warhammer wrong. Um, Honestly, anyways, I mean, oh this is why the orcs are the real winners of 40k because they don't have trauma; they right, just have fun. Right. They they can't oh, have trauma. Mids, they don't count. Like that's what they're doing. What they're so they don't they but don't count. That's yeah. They don't, they don't have trauma. They just that's have hunger. All for, which I guess is trauma. But that's all for me tonight. Um, anything yeah. from the two of you? Go read, please. Read, it's you good. nerds. I promise. Read. Don't, please, please, I beg of you. Please, don't just get all of your lore from, like, meme sources. Like, just go it, read Except Baldemar. He's okay. They're good. There's nothing, except Baldemar. Uh, there's nothing wrong with enjoying the memes. Uh, but, but, you know, I'd say Luton and Baldemar are... Uh, two great YouTubers that do follow pretty closely to the lore of like what exists out there. Mm. But yeah, um, go read. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Yep. I promise. All right. And that's all I rock. You got anything, anything to add? You, rock? Right. <laughs> well, well, this is what I have to say. I, Kato Sicarius, right. oh, does find a war report to be the end of this episode. Well, yeah, that's good in way lieu to end. of uh, our missing comrade today. Nurgle bless.